Hello, Cathedral family. What a blessing to be together in this moment to worship the Lord and to hear from Him. There's a passage of scripture that Paul writes to a group of people he loves very much at the Church of Philippi. And he says this, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers, I pray with joy because of our partnership. And he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. That sure echoes the heart of us as pastors and leaders here at Cathedral of Faith. We pray with joy for you. We believe God started a work, He's gonna finish it. And we're believing that joy is for you this weekend as we enter into the presence of the Lord and worship Him. Join with us in this moment as we just pray, Lord, by your Spirit, reach every household, reach every person, fill them with joy. Your whole purpose for coming was to bring joy to the world. May it be joy in each home, in each heart, in each family. We thank you for that. We receive that. And we look forward to what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's declare that together. Joy to the world.
joy, unspeakable joy, full of glory. That's what God has for you. And that's what we're believing for you this weekend as we continue to worship the Lord and give Him thanks and praise. Well, Jolie, there's so many reasons to have joy. Tell us about some things coming up here at Cathedral. Absolutely. So many reasons to have joy. Well, hello, Cathedral fam. It is always good times and great vibes worshiping our God with you and with you, Dr. Wayne. Well, the countdown to Christmas at Cathedral is officially over. This past week, we kicked off our Christmas Outdoor Spectacular, which featured a cool free animated presentation, lights, and beginning this weekend and every weekend in December will also feature live performances. Check out this video that provides a little sneak peek in what you can expect. As you can see, our Christmas Outdoor Spectacular is a spectacle that you do not want to miss out on. So grab your family and friends that you are sheltered in place with and come on out to Cathedral to enjoy our 20-minute drive-in experience. Look, Christmas in 2020 may be totally different because of everything that's going on in the world, but the reason for the season remains the same. So come on out to Cathedral so that we can celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior together. Now, speaking of celebration, I'm always excited for our Christmas season because the toy drive is here. Next week, we are going to have our 14th annual toy giveaway. And God has shown up and is going to show off in incredible ways this Christmas season through our toy giveaway. We're going to be able to bless more families than we ever have before. One thousand families from San Jose to Gilroy, including three elementary schools, multiple organizations that benefit low-income families, our local community, and of course, our church family. And it just fills my heart with so much joy as I've seen all the Amazon boxes flood our church office from all of you who have purchased toys through our Amazon wish list. When I'm notified of all the generous donations you've placed online to benefit the toy drive, and also, you know, I just want to give a shout out to our men's ministry. This past week, they donated $2,500 to purchase toys for kids this Christmas. $2,500 benefits over 80 children this toy giveaway to make sure they have all the toys that they need. Now, 1,000 families this Christmas means that obviously the need is great, but also that what we need to meet that need is great. So I just want to be real with you. We need $25,000 within this next week to meet that need. And I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider how you can be a Christmas blessing this year. Whether it's $30 to take care of an entire child's gift this Christmas, $300 or $3,000, every penny counts. 
every toy counts. And that penny and that toy, it's not just a penny and a toy. For these children, it'll represent not just on Christmas, but forever. God's faithfulness, God's provision, and God's love. So come on, Cathedral fam, allow God to show up and show off through you this Christmas season. Thank you for all of the ways you are generous and thoughtful and loving always, but especially this Christmas season. Dr. Wayne. Thanks so much, Jolie. What a great blessing we have to bless our community. There's a powerful scripture that you're gonna hear a lot about this weekend as Pastor Ken begins this new series about imagining Christmas and imagining love. I wanna give you a sneak peek at a portion of a verse we know very well. It says in John 3:16, God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave. That's an important part of demonstrating what God's love is all about because he gave. In fact, there's a quote by Victor Hugo that goes on to say this, you can give without loving, but you can never love without giving. Let me read that again. You can give without loving, but you can never love without giving. Love wants to give. And that's why in this moment, we give you a chance to let the love be lived out by bringing your tithes and bringing your offerings, as Jolie mentioned, for Christmas and for opportunities of toy drive and reaching out. There are many ways you can give. You can go to our app. You can go to our church website. You can mail it to the church office, drop it by, or even bring it when you come out for one of the Christmas spectacular evenings to see the great event. You can also go online and text GIVE to the number on the screen. It's a great opportunity for you to demonstrate love that you so loved that you gave. And Lord, thank you. You've blessed us to be a blessing. You've given to us so that we can give. You've blessed us in so many ways and we're grateful. Release through each of us your love as we give in this moment and multiply this. Just as the young man took two loaves and five fishes and you multiplied them, multiply this to bless our community and to make a difference for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, Pastor Ken's coming now to open up our hearts as we imagine Christmas. Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And just in case you're not sure what time of year it is, well, cameraman, can we get a look at my shoes? I wore my red suede shoes because it's Christmas here at Cathedral of Faith. And I want to start off this season with a question for you. What is stirring in your imagination? Before we see it out here, we have to see it in here. And that's why all this month we are going to take our imagination and surrender it to God and ask him to, to sanctify it and to turn it loose. What would it look like 
to have more joy in your world this Christmas or more peace in your world this Christmas or more of God in this world, in your world this Christmas. This week, I want you to think about what would it look like, imagine, to have more love in your world this Christmas. Because when it comes right down to it, Christmas is really a love story. Imagine with me that there was a king and a very powerful king who ruled the land and all the other rulers in the land, they were, well, they respected his power and they were terrified of his wrath. And one day the king, well, he's out and about in the countryside and he sees a beautiful girl. She doesn't see him, but he sees her. Boy, and it's love at first sight. He falls head over heels for her. He goes back to his palace and begins to think, how am I going to win her heart? At first he thinks, well, I'll send out my guard, my military guard, and they can make her come back to the palace and I can force her to marry me. But then, I don't know. She may fear me, but will she ever really love me? And then he came up with another idea. I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll get out my entourage and we'll, we'll ride out there and I'll wow her with my bling. And then he thought, I don't think that's a good idea either. Because then I'll never really know. Well, does she love me or did she just marry me for the money? Hello? And then he came up with one more idea. And he said, I know what I'll do. I will set aside my wealth and my power and I'll go to her as a humble peasant. And I will try to, on equal footing, win her heart and win her hand so that she will marry me and we can live happily ever after. Exactly. That is, in essence, the story of Christmas. In fact, the best verse to summarize what Christmas is all about is really found in John 3.16. John 3.16 reads this way, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. The late Billy Graham, he, he once said that whenever he would do an interview, they would always have a sound check before the interview. And when people are being sound checked, uh, they'll say different things. Check, check, check. Testing one, two, three. But whenever Billy Graham did a sound check before an interview, he would always quote John 3.16. He said that even then, if he did a lousy interview, at least the sound crew heard the gospel. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. For God. The Christmas story begins with God. It begins with the existence of God. It assumes that God exists. And I think deep down, 
in our hearts, we have a hunch that, well, there is a God who exists. We look around at creation and well, I brought some decorations that we have at the house. You can see Santa with some skis and here I've got my Irish friend and then I've got my little golfer. These are nutcrackers and boy, when you look at something like this, uh, you can tell whatever else you may or may not know about this, you know that this didn't show up by random chance. If you threw these materials into an empty room and came back a million years later, you know what you'd find? Old materials still in the room because they didn't come together by themselves. This is not the work of happenstance that someone designed it and someone assembled it, even if it was made by a machine, someone built the machine and fed the materials into the machine. And when we look around at creation, something in our hearts tells us there has to be a creator behind all that we see. The book of Romans puts it this way. It says, ever since the world was created, it has been possible to see the qualities of God that are not seen. I'm talking about his eternal power and about the fact that he is God. Those things can be seen in what he has made. And can they ever? Look at the stars or the mountains, the flowers, the animal kingdom, the face of a newborn baby. Well, this didn't show up by random chance. We have a hunch. There's got to be some ultimate creator behind his creation. And then we come to John 3, 16, and we find the words for God. And it tells us that the hunch what we have in our hearts is true. That there is a God who exists. And history is his story. History is his story. And when we come to Christmas, if all we're dealing with is a human story, when we run into things like the virgin birth, well, you and I know how, how things typically work. I heard about this little boy who went into his mom and he asked his mom, he said, mom, uh, how did I get here? And mom wasn't ready for this conversation. So she, she said, well, the stork brought you to our house. And then he said, well, mom, how did you get here? And she said, well, the stork brought me too. And he said, how about grandma? And mom said, well, the stork brought grandma also. The little boy walked out of the house, into the backyard, over to his friend and said, wow, we haven't had a normal birth in our family for three generations. We know how things typically work. And when the angel shows up and tells Mary, you're going to have a baby. Well, Mary knows how these things typically work. That's why she says, how can this happen? Because I'm a virgin. And if all history was, was a human story, then all the story of Christmas would be the virgin birth. It would just be another fairy tale. But because history is his story, 
the angel goes on to tell. Mary, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God for nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. There is a God who exists and history is his story. And that's how we can believe Someone needs to know that today because right now in your story, you're in the middle of a chapter. You look back on 2020 and whoa, talk about a difficult chapter for the entire Bay area. It's been a difficult chapter and perhaps in your chapter right now, you're facing a financial crunch or you're dealing with a medical challenge or you're in the middle of a family crisis, or you're tangled up in a bad habit, or you find yourself on the verge of an emotional breakdown. And frankly, you wonder, will you even survive this chapter, let alone thrive in this chapter? You might as well bump into a pregnant virgin. That's never going to happen. Today is your day to bump into Christmas because there is a God who exists and history is his story and nothing is impossible for him. Let faith take hold of your heart today because God can meet you in this moment you will break through, you will overcome, you will bounce back because nothing is impossible with God. For God so loved the world. Love is what moved him. Love is what motivated him. Love is behind the story of Christmas. There was a little boy who went to see the Toy Story movie. He loved Buzz Lightyear. The next week when he went to Sunday school, the teacher was talking about the love of God and she asked the class, well, how much does God love you? And the little boy jumped up and said, to infinity and beyond. That is the story of Christmas. Whenever you look, whenever you lean over the, the manger and look at that little baby, God is leaning over the balconies of heaven and he's saying to you, I love you, I love you, I love you to infinity and beyond. Romans chapter five, verse five says this, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. How dearly God loves us. Don't run by that too fast. Because this is a very different concept of God than you find in other religions. You don't find Vishnu is love or Brahma is love or Allah is love. But the God of the Bible is so relational. We find phrases like this, how dearly God loves us. 
And at Christmas, God is leaning over the balconies of heaven saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Maybe the best thing that could happen to you this Christmas is to let the love of God take hold of you all over again. Wrap yourself up in the nativity. If you're battling depression or you're battling loneliness or you're battling anxiety, lean over the manger and then listen to God's voice as he leans over the balcony of heaven. I love you. I love you. I love you. When you wrap yourself up with a nativity and you take hold of the love of God all over again, that love can transform you and heal you and restore you and can warm your heart on even the coldest winter night. St. Augustine once said, God loves each one of us as if there were just one of us to love to infinity and beyond. For God so loved the world. How wide is the love of God? For God so loved the world? Are you kidding me? There was a, a little boy who wrote the following letter to God. He wrote, dear God, I bet it's very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in our family and I can never do it. Anybody identify with that? For God so loved the world, just how wide really is the love of God? How wide is his love? How big is that circle? Is it this wide? Is it this wide? Is it this wide? To know how wide the love of God is, you have to go all the way to the end of the page for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Take, for example, the shepherds. What a striking statement. For God so loved the world. With the shepherds, the religious leaders drew a circle that kept them out. They couldn't attend synagogue. They couldn't testify in a court of law. But God drew a circle at Christmas that took them in. That's the nature of God. For God so loved the world. Think about the kind of love we run into at Christmas. Or the religious leaders of that day, when it came to the wise men, they drew a circle that kept them out. They were not the right religion. They were not the right race. What does God do? At Christmas, he draws a circle that takes them in. For God so loved the world. It's a striking statement. And then we come to you and me. And we think, I don't know. I've done so much. I've gone too far. I've got so many skeletons in my closet. I've got so many dirty laundry underneath my bed. 
And we draw a circle to keep us out. And then God reminds us that his mercy and his grace and his love is wide enough to reach all the way to the end of the page. He draws a circle that takes us in. The love of God. For God so loved the world. Now let me flip it around just a bit and ask you a question. Who's on the edge of your page? Because all of us have people in our world, well, it's difficult. They're difficult to love. There's, maybe it's a tough boss. Maybe it's an ex-spouse. Maybe it's the in-laws. You know, who can forget this one scene from a Christmas movie where the in-laws are coming to visit? Christmas all about. I'll uh, park the cars and check the luggage, and uh, yeah, I'll be outside for a season. Who is the person in your life? You can see them right now in your mind, and they're just very difficult to love. They're not like you. They don't look like you. They don't think like you. They didn't vote like you. Maybe this Christmas, all of us can allow God to enlarge our circle. If they draw a circle that keeps us out, God helps us to draw a circle that takes them in and enlarges our heart and our circle of love. The Bible says in 1 John, we read, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. For God so loves the world that he gave his one and only son. You know, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him the one and only son. If you're still Christmas shopping, you can go online and you can buy a bear. You can customize this bear. 
you can pick out the eyes and pick out the clothes and pick out the paw pads and you can even put a tattoo on the bear. I was wondering what kind of tattoo would be appropriate for a bear. Maybe honey right up here on the arm. But the whole idea about this bear is that you can design a unique, distinct, one-of-a-kind bear. And when we come to the manger, that's what we find. We find someone who is uniquely one-of-a-kind. I mean, on the one hand, this baby is, is like every other baby. He cries like every other baby, eats like every other baby, sleeps like every other baby. Someone asked me a while back, Ken, how are you sleeping in the year 2020? And I said, I'm sleeping just like a baby, you know, up every two hours and crying. On the one hand, this baby was like every other baby. And yet this baby was unlike any other baby because this baby was both truly man and truly divine. In Matthew chapter one, we read this. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Wait, the father sends the eternal son into the world and the eternal son steps down from heaven and comes to earth as a flesh and blood baby takes all the way takes a, a all a step down all the way to where we're at so we can step up to all the way where we need to be c.s lewis once said the son of god became a man to enable men to become the sons of god the eternal son is divine like the eternal father the eternal son is the gift of the eternal father. It's only in the mystery of the incarnation do you find out just how big a gift this really is. I have a son. He's my only son. And right now he's in Utah. He lives in Utah. And I'm hoping he gets a chance to come out for the holidays and, and be with us. Uh, and my boy, I remember when he was first born, it was one of the happiest days of my life. And the memories that we've had over the years together, I'll tell you, I love that guy. And I would do anything for my son. I really, no exaggeration, I would give up my life for my son. But I don't know. I don't know if I got it in me to give up my son to a group of people that would reject him and mistreat him and one day put him on the cross. And yet what we see in the giving of the eternal son, first at the manger and then on the cross, for God so loved the world that he gave, and when he gave, he gave us his very best. And when you're touched by that kind of generosity, something happens on the inside of you. And you find yourself 
starting to overflow with generosity. I have a letter from a young lady here at the church and her and her sister grew up with her grandma and boy, things were very tight financially. The only toys they would get at Christmas are the ones they received from the cathedral toy drive. Now, as the girls got older, you know, again, Christmas was a very tight time. Maybe a gift card to CVS was about what they could expect. But one year, her sister took her babysitting money and bought this young lady who's a part of her church, bought her a sweatshirt that she wanted for Christmas. It was the only gift that she got that year, but she was so excited about that gift, she jumped over the bed and screamed. And she says this, she says, to this day, I have that sweater in my closet. It's so worn out and ripping in places, but I could never get rid of something that means so much to me. Her sister displayed with what little she had, extraordinary generosity. And that generosity continues to bring joy in her sister's heart, even to this day. I wonder, as God's generosity has touched our heart, how does God want us to well, extend our generosity with our time, our talent, our resources this season, even in the middle of COVID? You know, the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. It says, our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love, which shows itself in action. It did on the manger and it did in the cross and it does in us as we take God's love to our world. I know with reaching out, usually we do a celebration of love for Christmas. It's one day, but this year we're doing it all month long and we're gonna be giving out food to 28 or, or 8,300 families. And it's about $375 worth of food. We want them to be able to celebrate. God's been generous to us and we wanna be generous to others. And even this week, well, we started to, to see that generosity in action. So take a look at what happened this week. Um, I heard about reaching out through a wonderful group of women that just help other parents survive. And right now during COVID, it's really tough. It takes a village. And as long as you're willing to work with the village, then you can survive and you can get through it. Oh, it's such a blessing to receive the food from Cathedral of Faith. It helps feed our family. There's five adults in our family and one child, and the food helps our family so much. The vegetables, the eggs, the produce, the milk, even the tortillas, you know, I mean, it just helps us so much. I was able to volunteer in the past, but a few months ago I um, got sick, so I wasn't able to help anymore. So now to know that I can come now and benefit from it has really been such a help to a family. 
My name is Millie and I've been serving at Reaching Out for about eight years now. So many people are in need. I just feel like I need to, to do something. There's always somebody praying for you or trying to reach out to help you, whether it be food, gifts, or just a word of encouragement. Don't give up. We'll get through this together with God. Way to go, Cathedral. My dad used to say, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. For God so loved the world that he gave his very best, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's at the heart of Christmas. So if you're going to imagine more love in your world, it starts by giving your life to Christ, receiving his love, saying yes to his love. Would you do that even now? You can say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I put my faith and my trust in you. I receive your love for me. I surrender my life to you and I put you in charge. Thank you for loving me like you do and making me a part of your family. Amen and amen and amen. Well, Cathedral family, put on your seatbelts because here comes the band with the number Carol of the Bells.
Thank you, band. And I wanna thank you for being a part of today's service. You know, I, I'm praying that God would fill your heart and your home with his love during this season. If you have a prayer request, please contact us through social media or give us a call at the number at the church and, and we'd love to pray with you and pray for you. And don't forget, right after, right after the benediction, the rap starts, it's a way to take the message deeper and further. I love you. I believe in God's best for you and I wanna speak his blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, lean into the love of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray, amen. Yo, Merry Christmas. Oh, Come on in, Cathedral of Faith. It is Christmas season. In fact, uh, those who are watching, go ahead and give us a Christmas emoji or something yeah. in there. Tell, tell everyone to spread the Christmas cheer. Welcome, everybody. We're going to get into it. It's the wrap. Pastor Ken starting off the, the Imagine Christmas season in a yes. wonderful, beautiful way. Yeah. Just bringing the straight story, the, the, the meat and potatoes of the story. Yeah. And, and we're going to get into this right now. It's great to have Pastor Daniel with us. Yeah. Who is our IT pastor and yeah. a lot of... And, our online pastor and basically yeah. responsible for all things tech. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually behind the scenes yeah, on this. Yeah. Thank you for having me out. The here. Wizard of Oz moment right here. <laughs> That's right. You right. see who's running Giving the, the gift of Wi-Fi. <laughs> so Pastor Pastor Daniel, what stuck out to you from the sermon today? So Pastor Ken brings out that this is the ultimate love story. Mm -hmm. and, and it actually is of the whole history of the world, this is the ultimate love story. And when we listen to the scripture of John 3.16, when it says, God so loved that he gave. But when you listen to that middle word, so, God so loved mm -hmm. the world, that that gives it that extra emphasis mm -hmm. of how much he loved that he gave. I was thought about when you said that, so, I was thinking, you know how when someone loves each other, like, oh, he loves her. But then there's also when you see, like, oh, he so loves her. And I think of the scripture that says um, how he lavishes us with love. And I think that's just such a great reminder because sometimes we can get stuck in our moment or things are difficult or hard and just be reminded, no, he, I have a love out there that's there for me that is so great and is lavished over me. So I love that. Amen. Pastor Mel, you were talking about how, how Pastor Ken cautioned us not to read past. Yeah, and, and, and Pastor Daniel, breaking it down to that word, right, mm -hmm. talking about so. You know, Pastor Ken told us, you know, that even no matter how many times we've, we've gone through John 3.16, yeah. to not walk past it. Mm -hmm. We need to take some time to it. And then what he does is he breaks it down, mm -hmm. right, two words at a time. For God yeah. so loved mm -hmm. the yeah. world. Gave his one and only son. And, mm -hmm. and for us to take those, those, those points and, 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 and he, he helps us reframe it mm -hmm. uh, for our lives right now in this moment. You know, like taking God and saying, God, our creator, and saying you can see who he is and proven in creation. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about us as his creation mm -hmm. saying, look, we, we exist, you know, to prove that nothing is impossible mm -hmm. with God. That not only is it his story, but it's our story. And yeah. his story was given to us to inspire and catalyze yeah. our stories to prove that truly nothing's impossible yeah. with God. Yeah. That's why I love the word when he said our history. That yeah. is truly our history from creation mm -hmm. to when, when the angel visited uh, Mary. Mm -hmm. 
that is God is our history, especially for me coming from a broken home. Yeah. You know, you, you're kind of, your tree, your family tree is kind of totally broken, but knowing that my history is God, Amen. therefore my present is God and my future is in God, mm-hmm. you know. Amen. So that's good. You know, I uh, we just we just celebrated my my folks' fiftieth anniversary Whoa, uh, a month ago, and um, and one of the the phrases that we used in celebrating that moment was that we were celebrating them, of course, but we were saying that look around at all the the sons and the daughters and the grandkids and and how this is your this is your legacy, so to yes. speak, and that we can't tell our story without telling your story, Amen. and then so. And even on a grander scale with, with you know, God incarnate, mm-hmm. right, coming into our world, uh, this, is, this is our story. Yes. And so to embrace it. And I love the caution, too, of, of don't repass this so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Don't assume we know everything because yep. in this information age, we're, we're so inundated with information. We're updated all the time. Yeah. We hear people on socials feeds and sharing posts and reposting stuff and we're, we're a very unimpressed society right now. Yeah. Like, we, we're very unimpressed with how, how things are being done and, and whatever a performance, or we've seen it, we've been there before. But I think I, I love Pastor Ken caution us to be humble and to posture ourselves in this season again, mm-hmm. just like children before our God, and to say, to imagine what is possible with That's our right. God. You know, when you take a look at what he gave, he gave his son. Yes. And, you know, Pastor Vaughn, you have your son. Mm. Pastor Bell, you have your son. I have my son. And as we raise our children, uh, you know, our our, our sons, we look at them and we say, man, I'd give my life for you. I don't want you to have the hurt that I've had. I want you to not have the the, um, problems that I had. And and we would be willing to to do that Mm -hmm. and take the place of our sons. But then are you willing to give your son knowing that the punishment that he's going to have, the torment that he's going to have, and and everything? I can't imagine. uh, I so love, but I I can't imagine giving my son that way. I mean, we can imagine, you you know, for a good man, one might lay down his life, right? But for those who will willingly mocking and and spit on him and betray him and 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 maliciously do evil in the world like i mean like you know someone i mean hitler yeah. right for, for god so loved yeah. him yeah. you know like mm-hmm. we don't think about it in that terms we think about it usually in terms of something we can understand in our own world or our own lives but yeah. yet it's i mean you can just imagine what you may think is the most unlovable thing in the world and yet god still has love for that. Yeah. It's amazing. And Pastor Ken does, helps us grab onto that idea of the world by talking about how, how, how do you define the world? What is yeah. the world? How, how big is God's love, right? To infinity and beyond. And yeah. he takes it down to this, this, the world, you know, to the ends, look to the ends of the ends of the earth. And that's how big God's love is. And then he tear, pairs it down even further and says, God's love, you know, loves to the ends of your page. Yeah. Like what's on your page that, that you can't tell anybody about you yeah. and who's on your page yeah. that, that you having a tough time loving, <laughs> right? That God, God loves, God loves them too. So we're called to do the same. And he quotes, um, in, you know, uh, John one that, you know, God, for God loved us. So we, so we need to love in return. Mm-hmm. 
I was reminded how he says, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, nor this, nor this, but even death. And I, I was thinking of the Christmas before my dad passed away, and he was in such pain, and it was just difficult. And then I think of the Christmas after he passed away, where it was just so vacant. And But then I think like that when he says, you know, God loves us from eternity into infinity and beyond. God loves us into eternity. Meaning that like the moment that he passed away as I was standing there, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, God, thank you. Because he sent his son for that moment. Yeah. Like, the, you know, we can get so caught off in what's happening here and why is this or why wasn't he healed or, or all this. But it was that miracle that was happening in that moment that he loved my, my dad and every single one of us into eternity. And like, that's, that's the beautiful gift that Christmas is really talking about. Yeah. And for everyone who's having pain in this moment, too. Exactly, and the problem is that his hope does not disappoint. That his love poured out into us by means of the Holy Spirit. And even this season, there's a lot of people going through Mm -hmm. tough times, adversity. But his hope does not disappoint, and we got to hold on to that. Mm -hmm. Well, If you're asking yourself right now, am I good enough to receive his love? You know, the, the, that question is always out there. Do I deserve his love? Am I good enough? Yeah. What, what do I have to do to, to get his love? And, it, and it's that circle. Am I sitting out in the far corner and I'm outside of his circle? Yes. But we have to realize that there's nothing we could have done in our past that would prevent us from having him embrace us and bring us into his circle. Or anything that has happened to us or that we're going through. Well, his love complete us. Isn't it? That's a song. Mm-hmm. But truly, he is the true song. His love complete us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Cathedral of Faith, you're deeply loved mm-hmm. by the Father and Amen. by us here Amen. at Cathedral of Faith. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, um, I'm reminded of a quote by Carl Jung, um, and the, the great thinker in the 20th century, but he... He says, many will not see God because they will not look low enough. Ah. And I think that's so, it, I'm always reminded of that in, in the Christmas season because of the unassuming way Christ entered the world, right? He didn't enter as a king. He didn't enter with a parade. He entered in, in wrapped in the humanity or the nativity. It was such an unassuming entry into the world. And I think we're in... We're kind of in that one of those kind of seasons where we like we don't see God in any of this, but yet mm, He's right here That's in the right. midst of us, yeah. right. and His promise is uh, eternal. Yeah. His hope does not disappoint, and He does so love us. And Amen. I I think um, there is much to celebrate. Yes, Amen. indeed. Amen. We've yes, been through indeed. a lot this year, but it almost makes it as we have that much more to celebrate yes. now yes. because of what he's brought us through mm-hmm. and where he's taking us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah. So our scripture is John three sixteen. Yes. It's, For God so loved the world. Don't read past it. Yeah. yeah. So loved the world. So, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his one and only that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. The one and only. Amen. <laughs> Cathedral of Faith, it is truly a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Amen. Celebrate. Yes. Look around. Shoot. God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Imagine what Christmas is going to be this year. So Amen. thank you guys for being here. Pastor Daniel, thank you so much thank for being here. And as always, everyone, it's a wrap.